BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Thank you for listening to Spin, the rally pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. Well, hello again, Dirtfish Rally friends. It's that time when we could spin the rally pod. Now, if you listened to our little chat last week, you'll know that time kind of ran away with myself, George Donaldson and David Evans. We were enjoying it so much, the discussion on the year that's more or less just passed, that we ran out of time. So it's a two-parter, this one. We discussed the 2023 season with regards to Toyota and I think Hyundai last week. This week, David's got the running order, uh, but it's going to be, well, I was going to say equally chaotic. It wasn't really chaotic in the end last week, David Evans, was it? It, it started out with the potential to be complete chaos, but somehow <laughs> well, I think we just about got away with yes. it. Just about. I think your professionalism just pulled it right back in again. But, <laughs> That's what but it was, always, Kong. Exactly <laughs> that. It was, 100%. As always, George Donaldson. George, it was a delight listening to your thoughts last week. Are you are you ready for this week? Absolutely ready. I've got a cup of tea by my side, Colin. We've had minus 8.7 this weekend Ooh. here. It has actually, Ooh. sadly, just gone above freezing now. Uh, but... Mm. Um, uh, it 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 was it was a nice a nice weekend and, and I was very nearly stuck in in a in a pub in Ambleside in the in the Lake District on a rally, oh, yeah. but I didn't even no, get there because the, be the weather was heaven, so bad. It? Sadly, it would have been absolutely great, David. So, my friends, uh, their Mellors Elliott Motorsport, they were uh, they were there. Should have been home on Saturday night. Did did the rally, won it. Uh, in an R5 Iris, there's a car that nobody really heard much about, but it's an R5 homologated car. And it beat all the Volkswagen available in right hand drive and left hand drive. Available in right and left hand drive, exactly. The only Very one. strong. The only one in the world, George. Is that uh, right? The, the, there's quite a few of them. There's there's three or four of them being made. No, but, I mean uh, the only one in the world that's available the only in car right, right and left hand oh, drive. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, it is, Colin. It is. And uh, it's very very strong. It, it it will be physically the strongest R5 car, uh, and it'll also be the cheapest R5 car to run by far. But enough so of Oli, my, Oli enough of won, my, he? he won, he won handsomely. He's a good driver, Ollie. He's, he's, he's good, considering he's how like little experience. Better than his dad. Yeah, better than his dad, absolutely. <laughs> this um, is a test to see if Chris yeah, Mellors listens to Spain. Yeah, I don't think he does. No, he's far too busy. He's far too busy always doing something fantastic. He's, he's absolutely great fun. So I was I should yeah. have been with them for the for the for the for the weekend, but uh, but a combination of uh, car some small car problems and. Um, uh, the 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 impending weather forecast. I thought, well, I don't particularly yeah. want to be stuck, um, uh, and they ended up uh, spending two nights down there instead of one, oh. and uh, had a snowy night stuck in the pub. And there was there was eight inches of snow sitting on the benches outside right? the pub they were in. Yeah, you could, they, they sent photographs wow. of it. It was proper. So George, pro- was proper that the Grisdale? The Grisdale stage is possibly the best rally in the world, Colin. It's an absolutely <laughs> amazing wow. little event. 
it is wow. amazing. It used to it used to consist of one big stage. I mean, they've, they've right. done that in the past, but it, they can vary it from year to year. This year it was, I think, six stages, one on Friday night, five on Saturday. They ended up only running, well, they ran the one on Friday night, that was fine, and then Saturday uh, it only ran two stages. Right. That leads us, that mm. leads us really nicely into the first thing that we want to talk about today. Mm. Um, because who else was doing the Grisdale stages? Uh, well, of note. Uh, of note, I, I don't know. That we else. might want to be talking about, George. Uh, gosh, um, uh, <laughs> Malcolm Wilson? I have no idea. Nearly, nearly. Yeah, you're, Matthew, you're absolutely Matthew Wilson? Uh, Rich, right Milner Rich, Rich Milner was doing it. Rich Milner was doing it. Tell me, how did, how he, did do? he get on? I don't know. I, oh, I saw a picture I, of him. I can tell um, Across the road, stuck on a road section with lots and lots of snow. Seb Scott, the, the ex-M Sport wonderful uh, social media PR guy, was sitting next to him doing the co-driving. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me that they were stuck on a on a road section. To be honest with you, <gasps> oh, that's uh, not I've fair. heard about Seb's navigating totally skills. That's unfair. <laughs> it does sound that's outrageous. Unfair. I know it's outrageous. It's outrageous. He was stuck in the snow, I think. But yeah, he was he was there in one of the M Sport Fiestas, little M Sport cars. He's not a bad driver either, Rich. Not a bad driver at all. He's not. As I try to ex extract myself from the situation, I might have just put myself in. <laughs> and Seb's a very competent <laughs> co-driver. Oh, couldn't comment on that, David. Really couldn't comment on <laughs> that. Richard Milner, he, he appears to he appears to have finished and he was uh, he was third last. There you go. <laughs> so clearly it was quite a significant issue it, that they had. It looks it like he got a maximum on the last stage. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like he got a maximum on the last stage. On the second stage they did, that was the first one on Saturday. His time was actually quite good. If I look at his time, his time was down in about the sort of thirtieth place mark. Okay. And I think okay. there was a, okay. I think there was a massive number of entries on that rally. Uh, I suspect there always is, isn't there? It's, massive it's a, number. It's a hugely popular yeah. event. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's not. It's not. It used to, obviously it used to be part of Britain's round of the world championship, didn't it? There was Grisdale East that and was, West. One of them was short. Was, one of them was really long. I can't remember. Yeah, which that's way, right. There was which I, way around. I but think it just was the great. West one was the long one, but I could be completely wrong. Um, yeah. Hmm. There we go. There we go. So the reminiscing, boys. Well, let's reminisce Sorry. then about about the twenty twenty three season for yes, Sport let's. because you know, let's go back to the start of the year. It was a year that potentially promised so much, wasn't it? The return of the prodigal son to mm. M Sport, Oit Tanak, who you know was very much nurtured and raised in terms of his rallying upbringing by Malcolm Wilson by M Sport. He returned, um, you know, unexpectedly. Well, I don't think really anyone thought that. Certainly. 18 months ago, we weren't talking about Tanak leaving Hyundai, but he did. He took a big decision to leave there. He went to M Sport, knew there was work to do with that car. And, um, you know, just difficult, a really difficult season for them, for M Sport and Tanak, David. Uh, you know, what more can we say? It just was it, was it a little bit too hopeful, do you think? You know, the fact that the car they talked a lot about were working towards developing the car to Tanak's way of driving. You know, we all know that there are so few things you can change on these cars. You only have, what is it, three three homologation jokers a year. Um, do you think it was maybe, maybe just, just a little bit too ambitious? I, 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 I don't know. At the time when they signed the deal, Cole, I, I mean, let's not forget that Oit hadn't driven the car a huge amount. Yes, he'd, he'd driven it, the, the thing, and he'd been, you know, Malcolm Wilson had been very, very clear with him. 
that you come and drive the car and you only come and join us if you're happy uh, and you understand what we, you know, the position that we're in and the car that we've got. And, um, and of course, I, I did that, but he didn't get, you know, it wasn't an extensive testing test. He didn't run it on, on every surface. Um, and it's difficult to make those judgment calls, isn't it, when you've got such limited information, if you like. And for me, which was the bigger, bigger surprise to kind of turn this one around? Was it a bigger surprise that he went to M Sport or was it a bigger surprise that he left Hyundai? Uh, and in, in many ways, mm. for me, it was a bigger surprise that he left Hyundai. Um, mm. Because clearly, as, that, as the season progressed last year, that, that car was getting better. Um, mm. But I think, you know, Oit is very much his own man. Um, and he'd, he'd made his mind up and, and, he, and he wanted out of Hyundai. Uh, ironically, he'll be back. He's dusting down those overalls as we speak, and he'll be putting those back yeah. on next year. Um, it was, yeah, it was a difficult, difficult year, and it's such a shame because everybody, you know, all of the romantics, like all three of us out there, we all wanted it to happen. We all God, wanted yes. Tanak to go back and finish that job that he'd finished. You remember at the end of seventeen when he left, he just won his, his first round of the championship, and he was absolutely the golden boy the golden boy coming out of, of cockermouth and and it just yeah it just didn't it just didn't work out as everybody had hoped clearly there were the car wasn't working the way that the oi wanted it to chris williams the technical director at um at m sport did absolutely everything he could to bring the car towards oit um but they're a team with like you say Cole, the restrictions of of um of jokers of homologation jokers and restrictions with budget. You know, mm. they couldn't completely redesign the car, um, not by regulation and not by, by cost. Uh, so they did what they could. Um, Tanak took a couple of wins. Um, and, yeah, I think they, they probably got as much as they were going to get out of the season. Um, but it's just a shame, you know. There was there was a bit of acrimony going on at times. And, and you you just don't really need that, you know. They're they're a, a group of extremely hardworking people, and you count Tanak and Martin Yavioya in there as well. They all did all that they could, um, but by M Sports' own extremely kind of high standards, they're world mm. champions, um, <laughs> and and that's what they wanted. That's what he was hired for, and that's why he joined M Sport to win the world championship. So anything short of that has to be deemed a failure, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was interesting watching the watching the way that 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 situation was dealt with by the team and by Tanak, uh, in terms of this this progress towards Tanak's driving style, progress towards adapting the car, developing the car, whatever. And it was very different. If you remember back six years back to when Ogier joined the team, remember he was in a similar situation for the first three or four rallies wasn't he mm. but but i guess i guess back then there were more variables that you could play with there, there was a lot more leeway in terms of adapting the car wasn't there but you know, Ogier's view Ogier's way that he dealt with that was was almost the polar opposite from Tanax you know, Ogier put his arm around the team and said i'm part of this team you know i i know i know the restrictions we're facing and and he you know it's like different managers the way that, the way that some managers are very hard they're very difficult. They're very unforgiving. Other managers are very friendly. They put their arm around you and, and they know how to get the best out of you. But Tanak's approach and Ogier's approach in how they worked within that M Sport team were very, very different. And they delivered very different results. 
Is there anything in that, George, do you think? Or or was it just down to the, the, the lack of flexibility with that car? No, I think you've, you've actually hit the nail right on the head, Colin. Uh, you know, rallying is all about uh, nature and nurture. And, and, and it's mm. there are there are undefined elements of driving that, that can pull magic out of a car. And, and, and Seb Ogier did that a couple of years ago when he was at M Sport, and it was fabulous. It was a great year to watch. It was a great year for M Sport, and they worked hard and they delivered. And honestly, this year should have been exactly the same. Um, it, I, I don't think it was exactly the same. I think the, the team had a few technical issues that they had managed to avoid with, with Seb Ogier, categorically. I think that's a fair comment to say. But... Um, Seb certainly didn't seem to uh, nurture the team or, or appreciate the team or accept the, the circumstance publicly. Maybe he did privately and, and we're just seeing a couple of you mean oit, comments. George. You mean oit, George? Oit, sorry. What did, who did I say? Yeah. Who did I say? Seb. Sorry, Seb. Oit, oit. Uh, he didn't seem to accept it in the in the same way that that that, that Seb did. And... and like I say, that might just be the perception we've got. So I don't really want to be unfair to Ott here at all, but it looked honestly like he wasn't being as realistic or as fair as he should have been. And and that just brings me back to another point, you know, rather than labour on about that. Um, Oit's made some pretty poor career choices over the years, hasn't he, really? I mean, you know, leaving Toyota, not smart. Uh, staying at Hyundai for as long as he did okay I think that was what he had to do leaving them to go to M Sport well for him it wasn't smart he's gone back to them let's hope that is smart let's hope that does yield a result um, uh, would I say he should have stayed at Ford another year I would have suggested that uh, you know play the long game and do that because I, I felt that team would you know everything that M Sport have done is always credible and 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 worked. The reliability issues, I believe that they had sorted through a lot of them, and the car was getting better and better, uh, more and more reliable. Uh, so, yeah, I was disappointed he's left. I'll be honest. I'm not sure it's the smartest decision to leave, because he's going back into a a, a team that is has just reformed itself. They will be quite determined. Uh, to to do the the right thing, and I could see a serious rub happening inside that team, unless it's managed very very carefully. Um, so yeah, we'll see if it was a smart decision or not. But um, uh, personally, uh, you know, he it made the jump. He's a fantastic driver. He can go anywhere where the opportunity exists, and he, you know, even at the end of next year, it's not like his career is going to be over. Um, Mm. I would have stuck M Sport for another year. I'm sorry, I would have done. Yeah, no, I'd go along with that. Absolutely. You've put the the work in, uh, and and you've laid the foundations, haven't you? Again, <clears throat> this so, year. So here's a question for you boys. Here's a question for you. So if if Tanak had known about Robin Perez's decision before he signed the deal with Hyundai, if he'd known that Robin Perra would not be a challenger next year. Do you think he might have stayed at Ford? Do you think that may have been enough for him to say, actually, it's better off having the absolute 100% of a lesser resource behind me rather than 50% of a bigger resource behind me? He, might he, it have changed his decision? 
uh, you would imagine that it would certainly be a factor. If I was if I was his manager, I would certainly be factoring that in for him. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we're, we're yeah. <clears throat> I mean, every single one of our listeners is effectively the same as us. They're all thinking the same way we are, considering planning out the the concept. I think that I think we would all be advising. Oh, actually, well, it, it's it's got to be. It's, it's got to be at least a 50-50 consideration to stay at M-Sport. You know, the, the car has come really rather good at the end of the year. You've been quite competitive everywhere. You can certainly garner championship points. You know, you can probably just about get a podium on every event now, very close to it. Um, and, and you can probably, in, in broad terms, you can potentially win six or seven rallies next year. That's a pretty good batting average. I would say mm. that's a world championship year. Mm. I'd agree. I'd agree with you. Yeah. What do you think, David? Yeah, absolutely. No, I I agree. Mm. It's it's remarkable. And maybe um maybe this is the end of this poll. We've all agreed. I think that could yeah. be a first. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what what so is that? Is that is that end of your weariness setting in? What is that? That's no, bizarre, no, isn't it? No, we've, we've, <laughs> no I think that he, you know there's there's <laughs> there's no doubt that there, there is something in a in a Tanak and M Sport relationship, um, but equally, I think it it would have been very difficult to actually physically see him staying uh, again this year. You know, it, obviously, having a world champion like Oik Tanak brings a sort of financial burden to the team, doesn't it? And mm, and you know, true. your next question really kind of has to be, Carl, about where where do they go now and what do they what do they do? You know, Tanak was the the big hope uh, in 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 much the same way that Ogier was in 17 and 17 he totally Ogier delivered you know that, that was H- a hang year on a second, that David David Sorry. so I'm going to interrupt yeah. you so I, I do apologize because I said I wouldn't interrupt anyone but but you said that that puts a financial burden on M Sport M Sport they didn't make a bad decision this year they made the right decision they took they took Tanak on they were prepared to take that financial burden on they were going to take that on and they were going to do everything they could i didn't see Ott missing any particular i think he maybe missed one test that everyone else maybe got i'm not quite sure but he probably got about as much testing as everybody else did and the car got as probably more development in some ways than than some of the other teams uh, but that that wasn't to develop the car to make it better. That was to make the car suitable for Ott. I think that yeah. team was quite happy and would have been very, very... Ha- well, not that anybody's c- content to hemorrhage money away, but, but M-Sport, let's, let's be honest, they're, they're, they're as enthusiastic about motorsport as we are and they're prepared to make that investment in their future by spending a crap load of money on a world rally car and making it, making it a world champion for, for at least a driver. So I don't think they had any problem with the money aspect. I think they, they could spend the money they needed to. That wouldn't that wasn't an issue. It it might have been painful, but but they were going to do it. So that wasn't an issue at all. I think Games. I think the well question prepared. the question was that they don't. I'm not sure they have the money, George. You know that right. this is the issue, isn't it? That the okay. current model um, mm. is it dictates that they're not really selling cars. And and like Malcolm said time and again, you know, you go back to to the mid or whatever and they were selling 10 14 15 world rally cars a year uh, and that was mm. funding the, the the wrc program they're simply not this year they've they've sold one car to jordan Soderidis, um and yeah they're selling more rally two cars and i'm sure they will sell even more rally two cars off the back of 
Adrian Formo's incredible season oh, and the fact that all of the work yeah. they've done to that car, it, it's put it right back at the sharp end of, of Rally 2 pace. So they're selling a few of those, but they, and you know they're selling Rally 3 cars, but there's the cost of those Rally 3 cars, there's not the big margin in, in the way that, or the potential mark for margin in the way that there is in a Rally 1 car. And that's the problem, is that it's, it's not, um, as Malcolm said time and again, the budget's not there. Um, and this is why, you know, for some we do, and for many, we need this potential for regulation change. It's a drum that he's banged consistently. When when we signed up, when he signed up for hybrid at the start of 2022, he did so on the back of knowing and given insur- assurances that he would be able to sell these cars. Well, you can't. And, you know, the best bet at the minute is to, to whip out the hybrid um, and and sell them. To, to use in national championships and the issue with trying to use one of these hybrid cars in a national championship is you've got to pay for FAA infrastructure to come and make sure that that car's run uh, in in conformity with the e-regulations or whatever they are which is absolutely right but it's prohibitive both for the event organizers and for for the privateers so so yeah but I, you know I think yeah. There's a lot of that, noise about change, do you, do you, and I do think that potentially change is in the air right now. Well, that's well I hope it is. I really yeah. do. But, but you know what, what? Just as you were explaining that, David, and you're 100% right, you know, rally organisers don't actually want to see these hybrid cars because it is, you know, it, it's work and it's cost for them. Mm. But it did. The, 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 the image that popped into my mind there, I went back 120 years to when the first cars appeared on the roads, and it's the man running in front of the car with a red flag, warning people <laughs> there's a car coming. Do you know what I mean? If we make these cars, these hybrid cars, to run in rallies on public roads, then we should trust that they're safe. You know, wh- yeah. Why do we have to have all of this extra cost, all of this extra burden on teams, on privateers, on drivers, rallies, you know, to accommodate electric cars or hybrid cars I, I you know i think it's nuts i think it's completely nuts uh, yeah and, and no, i can I... see malcolm's malcolm's frustration at it all all rallying one source by now you know that dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news but when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel just join us here at dirtfish rally school nestled in the cascade mountains in snoqualmie washington Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you wanna watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on. We're in a World Council week. Uh, let's Ooh. let's see what what comes well, out there. That's a bit World exciting. Council. I shall be I shall be following Dirtfish's pages with rapt uh, enthusiasm. I always mm-hmm. do, but even more so because I I'm should quite hope you do. George. Think, I should hope I'm quite you excited. Do. To, could we see a sort of 1986 sort of change happening, where they just say oh. that's it, no more no more hybrid the, world rally cars, rally two next year from Monte Carlo. Ouch. In fairness. <laughs> You know, everybody's everybody's talked about this a lot, um, and th- as I say, th- you you don't walk far through the service park before you get somebody banging that drum of oh, it just make it rally too, put big wings on it, put a bigger restrictor on it, and 
um, and 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 all of that. And yeah, you know, there's an engineering I side do that. that you think, I oh, even it's, do that, David. it's very it's very it straightforward. Let's just get on with it. But yeah, it's it, it, as I say, I think it's something clearly something has to change. We've got change coming at the end of. Hang on a sec. At the end of 2026, <laughs> apologies. David using his fingers there. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. It's it's a five-year homologation cycle, um, yeah. so we, we've we've got these cars till the end of 26. Um, so let's see. But like you said, George, you know, there's there's they they thought they got Group B for how long? And old Jean Marie yeah. Balestra came Just, in and said, "No, that was and it. Changed Stopped it all. dead. Yeah. I even not actually banged the desk then. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and it was a smart decision. It was a horrible decision yeah. at the time, but it was smart, and it, it put rally it, into. And it, I was I was involved at that point. That was that was my first, was my second year in in the sport, uh, working with Toyota. And wow. you know, we, we had a Group S car. We we were on our yeah the our MR2 third, our, our third iteration of of the of the the MR2. Yeah. Uh, we, so we'd had we, we'd had various, we, and we'd gone longitudinal, and that car arrived in Cologne. Uh, two two or three days after the decision was to ban Group Group S, Group, yeah. group B it was. Group, it was it was turning into Group S, which was the same thing. Yeah, Group yeah, B to Group S yeah. in in eighty yeah. seven, wasn't it? Excuse right, me. Yeah. Um, but j- yeah. just to go back to my original question, where now for M Sport? Mm. Where now? I, you know what? Um, it's a difficult one to answer. Look, we're, we're going to have to get a Monte Carlo lineup very very shortly, aren't we? In terms yeah. of their drivers, uh, you know, it's got to be another year of consolidation for them, and it's, it's it's exactly what they don't need. You know, they don't need another year of consolidation. We've seen this so many times in the past. Um, but what we have also seen is that these consolidating years for M Sport offer the opportunity to young drivers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you could argue that that both you know Elvin Evans and Oit Tanak and others have benefited from from those those seasons where there wasn't really. Uh, an out-and-out number one driver, although in the last years for Tanak and Evans, you know, obviously Ogier was there. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is Adrian Formo, I suspect, who is going to be the one that benefits from it. Who knows what Formo can do next year? You know, who knows what he can do? Who knows how much progress? Because we didn't, unfortunately, see anything off him in Japan. Um, you know, is he capable? What's he capable of doing? I... I who knows? Can he win rallies? I'm not sure. Can he win a championship? Well, next year's championship, you might be able to win without winning rallies because you're going to have Ogier winning rallies and disturbing the equilibrium. You're going to have Robin Perrault winning rallies, disturbing the equilibrium. And you might have Lappy winning rallies and disturbing the equilibrium. So it is possible, probably for the first time in many years, that a driver who can consistently score points and maybe even not win a rally in the season could win the title next year. Could win the title. It's could that be? No, but it's, it's, it's right, isn't it, George? It's it, right. It, it absolutely is. But there's a the, the whole M Sport situation is a massive opportunity for any of the, the 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 drivers that have come up, started to establish, and then fallen back a ways. Let, let's take it. Let's take a look. Andreas Mickelson. This represents a massive opportunity for him. Already a proven rally rally winner. He's shown a great deal of maturity this last year, in my view. Uh, This year was a a great year for him, where he really delivered something pretty special, I think. Uh, I know we've got young uh, Oliver Solberg there, that that, that he's he's another up-and-coming, slightly different story. 
to be honest, I would even talk about Hayden Padden. There's another one. You know, if Hayden could uh, just take his take his career more seriously as a driver rather than as a manufacturer representative, he's, he's taken the business view. The business view for him is stick with Hyundai. He's got a very, very nice thing going. But if he could go and do world rallies in an M Sport car, he's never driven for M Sport as far as I know. Um, uh, he had one, yeah, one no, he did. Up, did he have one, one round up in Finland where he crashed he did. it, didn't he? Did he have another one? Did he? Is that the, the... one where he, is that the one where he crashed it in shakedown crashed or, on, or in test? Yeah, on, on yeah, the, test, no, yeah. the test. Yeah, testing, the rock yeah. came out, didn't it? On his, he pulled the rock out himself and then hit yeah. it on yeah. the return run. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, and these guys are proven rally winners that 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 could get into that M Sport car. You know, honestly speaking, how many wins was there potentially for Ott this year? I think there was possibly five or maybe six potential wins. A few of them mm. where the car kind of let him down a little bit. He had a few problems. Now let's assume that M Sport have have ironed those issues out. You know, if they can't change the car to suit Ott, they can sure change the car to make it super reliable, like the Toyotas and the the Hyundas for the most part. And I believe they've done that. So if you you put a driver in that car, that car is capable of winning. For goodness' sakes, we're looking at a golden opportunity. There's never been an opportunity like this for a number of young drivers. It's an, ex- an unbelievably exciting year for M Sport. I am so excited for them. They're going to have mm. a brilliant time. I hope that I hope that all these guys can figure it out and find the budget. That's a trick because they are yeah. going to have to pay for it. it it's but, difficult to... Sorry, no, go, on, go on, David. Sorry. No, go on, mate. No, 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 just, you know, when you talk about Formo potentially winning rallies and, and stuff, it's a huge burden to put on somebody's shoulders like that, it is, isn't it? You know, it he, is, yeah. he wants to come in and he wants to just take his time and and build up that experience that he was he was starting to build through through last season. But at the same time, there is pressure there to demonstrate that the car can do it, the car can still win. So it, it, it's really kind of a, a such a juxtaposition that of a driver coming and wanting to to rebuild his his career. And for me, you know, I do I do think there is something with Formo. I think he's he's a driver that that has the natural ability, whatever natural ability is, the raw speed. He's got it, but it's just it is going to be difficult for him to 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 be given that kind of comfortable position in M Sport to just do that next year when they're desperate to show the car's got pace and the car can win. Unless they totally take a, a completely pragmatic approach and just say, look, do it. Just go and just do your season. Take your time. Top fives, top sixes. That'll do for us. And let's take a longer term view on this. But, you know, the meter's David, running all the time. David, Sorry. that's futile desperation. You're desperate to show the car can win. Who is that? Who is there that's available if they're desperate to show the car can win? Who would you put in it? Mickelson or Solberg? Solberg's the only one. Forget Mickelson. Mickelson is, you know, is, is not is not an option, in my view. Not an option at well, all. Do you think he's a why? strength force, do you call him? Well, I'll tell you exactly I, I why. That. I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you exactly why. Because we talked about Malcolm's business model. You know, an integral part of Malcolm's business model over the past two decades has been investing in young talent and then yeah. making money from that talent. And we saw that when Nouvelle moved on to Hyundai, you know, on a big bucks move. Who benefited from that? Malcolm, for a number of years. The same with Tanak, the same with Elfin Evans. You know, it's all part of it. If you're going to do a deal to get these kids or anyone into the car, you do a deal and you weigh up all the factors that might, that might allow you some sort of payback at some point in the future. Mickelson isn't a future prospect. You know, he isn't going to get a three-year 
multi-million dollar deal with Toyota. It's not going to happen, nor is sadly Hayden Patton. You know, it's not going to happen. Solberg, on the other hand, will get a multi-million dollar deal somewhere at some point in the future. Formo has the potential to demand a multi-million multi-million dollar deal at some point in the future. And don't forget, you know, uh, Toyota might well be looking for another full-time driver at some point in the next year or two. Um, you know, and, and so might Hyundai. So might Hyundai. So I think I think Malcolm's decision, much as he might be desperate, as, as you say, David, to show that the car can still win, mm. he has to be a bit pragmatic about it and say, okay, so, you know, yeah, we can put Mickelson in, yeah, we can put Padden in, but there's, there's no long-term future in that. The long-term future is to, in some ways, subsidise, uh, part-subsidise a... Oliver Solberg and Adrian Formo, maybe even a Pierre-Louis Loubet, who knows, you know, part subsidise and potentially get a return from him in the future and say, well, if we get any wins this year, we get them. But ultimately, for us, winning is developing these young drivers, giving them consistency, showing that, yeah, they can win rallies. And, and for me, it's Solberg. Solberg is the obvious one. Solberg mm. is the obvious one. But I think if you wanted to take a gamble, you would gamble a little bit on Formo. Formo, for me, as you say, he's got the talent. He's got the skill. Formo's temperament to me has always been a little bit of his weak, his weakness. You know, he's, he is a little bit cocky. He's a little bit, at times, I hate to use the word, but he is a little arrogant at times, Adrian Formo. And, and that's good. That's good that he's got his own... You know his own character, and he's. We've he's, seen less of that this year, though. I think we have. I've seen an awful lot less of that this year, and and so so he is learning. Um, but for me, for Mo, if he can get that side of it right, the mental side, mental side right, the approach, the mental approach right, for Mo is a rally winner, no question. Um, but for me, if you're if you're going, if you're talking about someone who can deliver everything that M Sport needs next year, there's only one driver, and it has to be Solberg. Yeah. Well, I think you're, yeah, uh, you, make, you make a lovely point there, Colin. Great argument. I mean, hard to come against it, but here I go. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he, okay, Malcolm's made you know lots of money out of, out of drivers, you know, investing in drivers and then effectively getting a payback. Um, I would suggest that his, his payback has probably not been his motivation. Um, but we, know, we know that M Sport is a commercial operation categorically, but... Uh, uh, I don't think it's all about money for Malcolm. If it was all about money for Malcolm, he would have stopped two years ago. He wouldn't mm. have bothered going with the World Rally Car. He's more passionate about our sport than that. He's as passionate as we are. I mean, if we were rally one Malcolm car, George, sorry. Rally one car, yes, sorry. The, he, 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 would, he would have called it quits with the hybrid. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have done it because it was, well, it, 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 was, it was a very poor misjudgment if, if he actually thought he was going to make money out of that. It turns out, not, not that it was a necessarily a judgment call it's just the way that it's transpired so in, in my view it, it's not about the investment and the money it's about winning for Malcolm and it's and it's you know if, if he wins drivers will come to him and people will buy his cars and he'll make money and and business will go on and he'll employ people and he cares about that so I believe I've never worked for Malcolm but he's you know when you speak to him he seems to care about everybody and and, and wants to look after them to a greater extent, I'd like to think. So giving them the benefit of that doubt, uh, if, if there is any doubt at all, um, I say that he, he should take Mickelson, or I mean, Mickelson should find the money. If Mickelson's serious about his career, this could reignite it. Uh, and, and I think he should. And, and I think Hayden Padden could consider the same. Um, I, I, for me, I think Padden's too. He's too wedded to to Hyundai. Yeah, I mean, he says he's not, he's, um, yeah. but you know, Hyundai New Zealand. This, 
this represents there is an opportunity for any one of those drivers, given mm. that they find the budget, to get into a Ford World Rally car this year. That's going to be Rally One. Rally One car. <laughs> sorry, yeah, Rally One car. They will they will call it silly names, won't they? Let's call it a Group Four Rally car <laughs> to, to hark back to the eighties, the, the, the very early eighties as well. Uh, to 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 drive the winning car on a car that can probably win on every single gravel and snow rally of the year and and potentially show you've, you've got a Monte Carlo you can fling in there that certainly it can win. Heck, you can win that with a, a Rally 2 car in the right year. So certainly mm. that M Sport car is more than enough. The team is sitting there poised to put all their weight behind you. It's a fabulous, fabulous opportunity. And yeah. uh, you know, I would love to no, go. I, 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 I would I, love to go and be their sporting director in Monte Carlo Rally, and and, and with mm. with their drivers, and then put all the weight of. Well, I'm sure they've they've got it themselves. It's such a, an interesting event to to manage and bring all the little extras in that you can do. That's the fun thing to do on Monte Carlo, mm. and it, and it wins you the event. Uh, to, to do that and go out and win a Monte Carlo rally, yes, that would be the the fairy tale for me, and and uh, I, I would love to see M Sport. There's my passion, guys. There's my passion. I think they can do it. Uh, yes, Colin, I understand that financial model, but I think there's more to it than that. There's a oh, passion I, 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 I agree there, you, and I think I think the I thing agree. to do is you know there's an Essa Pekka there. Okay, he's got a drive. I'm not sure about all the other drivers, but for me, Mickelson is is a standout there. So, there's a few others. I'm going to chuck a couple of others in for you boys to discuss. So we have talked, we have talked about you know the the Renaissance, the uh, you know the, the the second coming of Tanak after he went and disappeared off for best part of two and a half years. Elvin Evans when he was doing the British Rally Championship, when he was doing you know the R5 car in the World Rally Championship, came back brilliantly to win rallies. Who else is in the picture in that regard? Well, I'll tell you who else is in the picture. In that regard, Gus Greensmith, he's got he's got a number of positive attributes when it comes to M Sport. One is potentially the financial backing. And, you know, he's got he's he's got he's got the money if if he needed to find part of the budget or make a contribution towards it. He's got the experience in the Rally One car, and he's got now a year in the Rally Two car behind him. And he's learned again to compete at, at, at a high level and to, to compete to win rallies. So he's one that I think, I think will feature. I've, I've, I, you know, okay, he's made noises about staying with Skoda and Rally 2 next year. I am pretty certain Greensmith will feature next year in M Sports lineup. Um, the other one that I think is almost an absolute given is Munster. Munster will be there next mm. year. Um, you know, he'll do, I suspect, a split programme between Rally 2 and Rally 1 cars. But for me, the interesting one is Greensmith. You know, how much better might Greensmith be, do you think, David, after his year in the Rally 2 car? Uh, uh, undoubtedly, it's going to help, Cole. It, you know, it it sharpens the knife, doesn't it? L competition, being absolutely in the middle of competition at that level, which, let's be honest, Gus wasn't trading tenths of seconds with, with the likes of Sebastian Ogier and Thierry Neville, but he absolutely was in, in Rally 2, in WRC 2, and for me, it does bring you on as a driver. Um, we've seen it time and again, like you said, you know, Elvin and, and, and all of that. So, yeah, I think Gus is is absolutely somebody who would come back from a WRC2 programme stronger. Um, and I think he could do, he could definitely do a job um, for M Sport. And 
ultimately, it would be nice to see him back there as well. You know, he's 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 a good guy. You know, Gus. I know that there you know there are people who seem to kind of like to knock him, but you know that's that's part and parcel of the modern world, isn't it? But for me, you know, he's he's somebody, as I say, who could do a job, and it would be interesting to see that progression. Um, yes, it would. It really would, because that's the whole point with rally is that it's blind yeah. to to resources, blind to to background. Gus Greensmith is is a, a young lad that that who who happens to have have uh, had a bit of family money behind him. Uh, he loves the sport. I mean, th- th- this is not a comfortable sport to do. We all we all love it with a passion. But let me tell you, at that pointy end, there's not a great de- deal of comfort involved in it. There's there's eighteen to twenty hour days over the course of the rally, and then you're driving this rally car on the knife edge. It ain't a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, it's not no. like club. It's not like club rallying. It's hard work, and he's prepared to do that, and he's prepared to muscle down and do that. Yes, another driver that could come good, but Colin, I know you're you're convinced that that Oliver Solberg can come good. Sadly, sadly that I I, I think it's unbelievably difficult to predict that a driver will actually make it to the very top uh oliver's not had a chance to really show that he had that one year in the in the was it a rally one car or was it a world rally car i never quite understand he had his one year in the rally one it was a rally one car at that point as well was it um he's had that one year which wasn't a great year and uh i don't believe that was down to him uh to, to a greater extent i think it was down to the team at that point um but but you know he, he could come good. But Andreas Mickelson we know has won rallies. Um, Hayden Padden we know has won rallies. Uh, th- these guys can do it and they can knuckle down and do it. Um, th- there's a few more in there, as you said. You know Luby Formo. Uh, you know in, in a strange way Formo's accident in Japan rally will will knock that last little bit of hubris out of him if he still had any in him from uh, from his previous years. Because obviously he was going out there to get a result, uh, probably wasn't going like an absolute madman on that stage, but still got caught out. You know, as as did Danny Sordo and and obviously uh, Takamoto Katsuta also got caught out. He managed to survive. So in in reality, um, uh, that, that's done him good. But but those guys they can they can all come good. But but only you know Adrian Form was a maybe. Uh, honestly speaking, Oliver Solberg is a maybe. Um, do you really Pierre think Luke, Oliver's Pierre, a maybe, George? Well, not really, not really. I have great belief that he can do it, but until he does, he's a maybe. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking at the pure practicality. It looks to me like, you know, if I had to, if I had to put a, a pound to a penny, I would say he's going to succeed. He's got the backing. I know they've got a good pragmatic approach. The opportunities aren't looking great at the moment. The, the only opportunity he's got is M Sport right now, to progress. Yeah. So he's going to have to make mm. that leap. So I mean, I, I, M-sport I would like, and money, George. Yeah, uh, M-sport well, and money. Absolutely. You know? So that, but that, that that's always been the way with motorsport. It's never been any different. So he's he's going to have to find the backing and and make that happen. You know, maybe maybe if if Malcolm feels the same way we about it, maybe we do about it. Maybe he'll go into that financial model that you talked about, Colin, uh, and and M Sport will take a leap on him and give him a a great deal. And help him on his way, but what Oliver needs is the better part of a full year. You know, maybe maybe the way that that model will work for M Sport is that he won't get a full year, but maybe he'll get all the gravel rounds, something like that, and maybe just one asphalt. 
yeah because they'll 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 cycle it between other drivers that can that can that can finance it but that makes it a super interesting year for m sport so yes whilst we feel like it's a terrible state of flux for m sport right now there is an incredible opportunity to do something phenomenally interesting and if there's enough weight behind it enough commitment behind it from the drivers i'm Mm. I'm convinced that m sport will have it but the, but M Sport will have to be the driving force in making sure that the right options are taken to develop these drivers and to give them the opportunity. So I would like to see Oliver Solberg, Andreas Mickelson, um, honestly speaking, uh, obviously Adrian Formeau in as many events as we can, and and um, maybe um, Greg Warminster as well. Yeah, there, there's four Munster's drivers. Munster's impressed me. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've got to say, yeah, Munster has been he's been impressive this year. Yeah, I think that's 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 a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Johan Rossell as well, another one that, that I think Rossell. I love the look of. I love the look of Rossell, and I'm absolutely astonished that others aren't looking at him. Yeah, um, you know mm-hmm. he, he's he's developed as a driver massively over the past eighteen months, two years, and he's always been a good driver. So between but he's Johan developed and, for me. And, and, and Gus then, Colin, there's a fabulous suite no, of drivers I, I, Well, available. let's 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 give our three yeah. then. You've given your three, George. I, I reckon there'll be three, maybe four drivers in that M Sport Rally 1 car this year. I don't think Solberg will be there, sadly. I would like to see him there. I don't think he'll be there. Um, I think there are there are too many hurdles, too many obstacles to overcome for Solberg to be driving in an M Sport car next year. So I don't think he'll be there. Big shame. A big shame. A big mm. shame. A big shame, yeah. but I, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. So I think next year we'll have Greensmith there. I think we'll have Formo there, and I think we'll have Munster there. Uh, and and there may be one or two surprise drivers, but I think what those three. I think it's between Lube. I don't think you can run Lube and and I, I don't know. I I, I just don't know where the money comes from, David. But I think there has to be Red Bull France must be paying something. You know, would they be paying for two drivers? I don't know. Um, are the French Federation making a contribution? towards a French driver in a Rally 1 car. We, we've never got to the bottom of that, but we suspect that certainly a few years ago that there was a bit of contribution from the French Federation. W- would they be prepared to back two drivers? I don't think so. I think, I think you've got to put your money as a federation between one young talent, and that's always been the way with the French Federation. They have backed one driver, and that's been it. So I, I don't see, sadly, you know, a situation where Formo and Loubet um, and, and Leslie Bay comes with the full the full budget and says, "Give me a car. I'm buying a car for the year. If he does that, then yeah, every chance, every chance, Lou Bay will be there." But more realistically, I do believe that Greensmith has got a chance because he can bring part budget. For Mo, can potentially bring budget with him. He's got a very good chance, and Munster quite clearly has got the backing of Serdarides and Serdarides' car, so he's got a real chance. So those three would be my three for the year. I'm Kellen Cochelle and I just did my first Dirtfish course, which was the one-day women's course. My biggest surprise was how calm it could be in the car, and the calmer I was, the faster I could make the car go. The surprising thing about driving was that it wasn't necessarily a mental thing. I had to really get out of my head and into my body more, and I just felt a little more comfortable doing that for the first time around a group of women. But I will say, I do feel like I could do any of the Dirtfish courses now. I kind of know what to expect, and. You know, hopefully more women get into motorsports and then any day could be an all-women's day if just enough of us are in the sport. If I were talking to someone who was thinking about taking a class but was kind of on the fence, it would be, you know, what are you waiting for? It's such a fun experience. Um, You're going to really learn something and you're going to push your limits and maybe you'll even have some more confidence.
You, I mean, you've, you've got to look at Munster. Well, you remember last year in Japan, Cole, when we were sitting there watching him trying to warm up and he was basically just running on the spot a little bit. And, you know, he, he wasn't putting the times in. He didn't look a super motivated driver. Um, nope. And you would you, very quickly, you sort of overlooked him. Um, and, and for me, that's totally turned around this year. The fact that he's gone and he's done um, JWRC and he, he won around there and then he went back to, to Rally 2 and he and he showed some real promise there, obviously, in Japan. Um, and he showed genuine promise in Rally 1 as well. Um, yeah, and, and not... Japan, Mickelson was enormously uh, uncomfortable, shall we say, by the pace, the pace that Monster showed because Mickelson thought... I'm just going to tootle around here and uh, mm. and I'm going to win this one. Didn't have to, but he thought, you know, that was his assumption. Uh, Munster turned up, started setting some good times, and Mickelson had to drive and drive very well to stay ahead of Munster. And that, that shows you how much progress he's made. And that, that was always his stated intention, wasn't it, with those, yeah. those outings in the Rally 1 car to give him more confidence, more ability to go quick in the Rally 2. And, yeah, I agree. I, you know, you forget he's only 24 as well, Munster, 23, 24, I think. You know, yeah. th- these are the sort of ages that, okay, take 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 the Robin Perra thing out of the equation. Um, you know, that just completely skews it when we talk about mm. young drivers and where they need to be. But 23, 24 years old is a good age to be saying, yep, I can see the potential there and I'm going to invest in that bit of potential. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 when do we find out, David? When are we going to find out about uh, the M-Sport lineup? I think uh, entries from Monty are in at the end of... I don't think it's the end of this week. I think it's probably the end of it's next usually, week. I will it's check. Usually the, it's usually the, the, the sort of middle of the month, you know, the early part of the middle of the month, end of the end of the first se- end of the second week ish, um twelfth, thirteenth, something like that. Do they that, start testing know? before that? Do they start testing oh, yes. before the end of next week? No yes, no no, no don't forget would. testing is mainly next year because they've used their days, haven't they, for this year? Oh Have they? right. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. course. Yeah. I'm thinking course, back course, to the course. old yeah. days, you would be you'd be out testing for Monte Carlo now. In fairness, George, <laughs> you wouldn't be on the pod now because you would be running up Cold of Lane or somewhere like that. Uh, we would be doing all those good fun things, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So much snow <clears> in the Alps <throat> just now as well. So much snow. It's slightly let's mad. hope it let's hope it sticks this year. Let's Boys, so we, I think we had about four items on the agenda for this evening on David's loose plan. Um, we've gone 48 minutes and we've just more or less got through one of those items. Yes, we, like we may success need Success once again. We may, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, we may need to just... Well, let's just whiz very quickly through uh, WRC2. Did, 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 and sorry for taking your job on here, Cole, but I, I've got uh, go approximately eight minutes before I've got to go. Uh, did, did the right man win the championship? I hate that sort of question. <laughs> Genuinely. What, what, who, what, what defines the right man? I, I, don't ask me to extrapolate the question. Just answer it. <laughs> well, clearly. I mean, he did better than anyone. Now, I know your issue, David. I know your issue, and I agree. No, no, no. I, I, I have no issue. For me... No, 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 no. You've, you've documented it. So I'm going to just... I'm going to talk about your issue with WRC2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is issue. That, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, way, the way that drivers can effectively choose rallies where they have a far better chance of taking maximum points. So a well-funded driver can choose to go to Africa and drive at, you know, 70 80% and still win. Uh, the same, they can go to Japan. They can go to Chile, a well-funded driver. Um, and in that circumstance, you might say that in certain... Under a certain set of circumstances, maybe the best driver hasn't won the championship. But I think Mickelson has been the best driver this year. He's been the most yeah. consistent, you know. Yeah. Um, 
he had a and lot he's of been the quickest. What he it's did in Greece was outrageous. Yeah. It was absolutely oh. not okay. Not consistently the quickest because Solberg has has won more stages. More um, mm. But you've got to hand it to it. What Andreas did in Greece—that was something special. Oh, phenomenal! To, to phenomenal come back driving. from but... nowhere to to win. Uh, it's it's rare these days, Cole, that you get to the end of an event yeah. and you see absolute sheer unbridled joy on the face yeah. of a crew. And those boys, yeah. when they got out of the car, when we saw them for the first time, you know, the, the emotion was unbelievable. It was fantastic. It's what I no, it was about. It was. And, and in that regard, yeah, he, he probably was the best driver. I, I would add to that the fact that he was under pressure in those first two events. You know, and, and it doesn't matter how experienced you are. You know, he's, he's a driver who's won champion or won rallies at the very highest level, driven for factory teams. He still felt that pressure. And where yeah. was it? I think it was Portugal and Sardinia, wasn't it? Where he had to deliver those results to get the backing for the rest of the season. And yeah, you know, f- for me, yeah, he was he was the best driver, and he and he drove all round. He drove better than anyone else. Not not just with his pace, but with his consistency, his intelligence. Uh, and everything else so yeah no he was he was good so yeah for me yeah the best driver did win George yeah uh, absolutely uh, Andreas did uh, a, a phenomenally accomplished job and uh, nobody managed to counter him uh, and, and and people made mistakes around him as well which played into his hands but but that that was because of his experience that he avoided them you know it's, it's not that other people made silly mistakes they, they made mistakes in, in sometimes very very tough circumstances he was the mm. one that when he made a mistake like he managed to survive you know his, his central european one was a classic example of that you know he he, he managed to survive that Mm. Uh, no. I, did, I've got to say, chaps, I, I, I've been quite distracted <clears throat> throughout this entire yes. podcast. So I've been multitasking. I've been. I did send As George always, uh, a picture, Colt. You you were a, a wee bit late, so you missed the treat. But you can actually log on to dirtfish dot com any second now <laughs> uh, and see um, the Toyota's GR Yaris Rally Two is testing in the French Alps. And this is the car. This is now kind of the rally-ready car. That's it's homologation week. The inspection's coming, so there's obviously there's a story about exactly what the car's up to. So I've been building that story uh, as we've been making the podcast. So very very exciting. Are um, these snowy pictures? A little bit of snow. Actually, Cole, there's probably oh. more snow, or there was certainly yesterday morning. I'd say probably more snow uh, on your lovely farm um, where yeah. where you live. There was huge, have you spoken to the children? Yeah, apparently there was there was I would like to say something loads of snow. But yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was yes, a lot. Yesterday morning we woke up here <clears throat> and we're we're a, a wee bit westy from you, but it was unbelievable. <clears throat> uh this morning pouring with rain and all the snow's gone. Very disappointing. But yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, good lord. Stay tuned to to Dervish.com. It is a big week for, for as we're talking about WRC2. That GI Yaris Rally 2 is is basically in the final um, throws of, of being homologated, ready in time for next week. It is doing an event as a zero car this week. Ooh. And I can't pronounce it. It's the Rally du, du, du Pont or something like this. Somewhere in France, obviously. Right. <coughs> Don't ask who's me to driving? say that again. Who's driving? Yeah, yeah don't ask question. me to answer that question either, okay. George. Um, please read the brief. It's uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> but uh, interesting one. Guess yeah. who's driving today? And I will bet pretty much my house that you won't get it right who's driving it today. 
Yeah, I will. I'll guess. It was Juha Kankinen. Wrong. I'd have to just say Juha Hannanen because he seems to have been the test. Wrong. No, no I'll tell Lefebvre. you who's going to be. It's, it is. It is. It is. It is. Yes, it is. It is that guy. It is him. <laughs> Stefan yes, Lefebvre. it is, David. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> yeah. So apparently okay, Lefebvre no. is, 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 he's in as a potential Lefebvre. customer. Okay, great. Great. Which is, that, which, that, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So, and then there was something else Forgotten, that I interrupted Colin to tell you, and I can't remember what it was now. Normally, I write things down on my little notepad here, and I've, I've totally forgotten to, to do that. But what I do have to say is that I might have to jump off now, chaps, yeah. uh, okay. and, All right. and disappear. But it's been an absolute well, joy. I can't believe that's another hour gone. It is. It's another hour. It is. It's another it George, I think, I think we'll probably wrap it up as, as well there, David, because... You know, much as George and I have lots to talk about, it's not really a spin the rally ooh, pod ooh, without ooh, you, David ooh, Evans. Oh, shush. I remember the other thing. It's come back to me. Guess what I'm doing today? You won't guess. Oh, You'll just, just jealous, simply never on. guess. Make us, make us I'm going to guess. You're driving no, a don't. train. You're driving a train. <laughs> exactly no, that. Exactly. You are, you're preparing your pace notes because you are going to be doing uh, the Monte Carlo rally as a co-driver. How? How? No. No, I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> 20 years ago, everybody remembers Rally GB as where Petter Solberg won his uh, first world championship, first and only world. Actually, not his first and only, because he did win some world rallycross championships. What people forget, 20 years ago, there was a much, I was going to say a much bigger story, almost as big a story <clears throat> in Neil Burgess and Jim Holder oh. yeah. doing uh, Rally GB in a mini. That's correct. So I remember, Elliot and I, I remember Elliot and I advice. going down to film uh, Noddy and Neil Burgess, Neil Burgess' driver, Jim Noddy Holder as a co-driver. Uh, we're going to film them and talk to them and relive some of those golden memories oh, from magic. ridiculous magic. 20 years ago. So that's where I'm off to, boys. So I will love you yeah. and you leave you. Have a great you. day. Have a Safe great day. journey, David. Fantastic. Safe journey. And we look forward to seeing that very much, that video. Uh, I'm Absolutely. sure it'll be an absolute cracker. Uh, George, we... you've got memories of minis in the World Rally Championship. Certainly have. I did uh, two World Championship rallies in a mini, the Swedish rally in 1983 and 84. Yeah, 1983 wow. and 84, I did the, the Swedish wow. rally. It was fantastic. Wow. It was absolutely fantastic. And we finished both times. Heck rolled the second year. We rolled the second year. How, how we ever finished the first year, I've no idea, because we, we literally had no tyres. It wasn't much better in the second year either, because we couldn't keep Here's studs Here's a question the for you, George. Here's yeah. a question for you before we before we wrap up because we are we are uh, almost approaching the hour mark. So when we were in Japan, we're on a road section. You might have seen this little video. I, I, I may post it elsewhere just so you can see it. Uh, but we were driving on a road section, and on the left hand side of the oh, road there the was minis, a, yes, yeah. The, the did you see it? Place. Yeah, I did. I watched that. Well, whole it wasn't video. it wasn't a heritage mini place. It was I know, just it was a just workshop. A guy. Yeah, it was oh, a guy. And, and it, it looked like a whole load of. You know, yeah. minis in a very... And these are the old minis. We're talking about the proper style minis, the Monte yeah, Carlo type yeah, mini. Yeah. There, there was a great um, collection you know, of the, them. The, yeah. the, there were loads of them. And then there was this, this, this what looked like a mini on steroids. Uh, and eventually the guy comes out and he, and he, he spoke very little English. But he said it, was, it, was, it came out of the UK, this car. It was a, a factory-made car. And it was... He opened the bonnet, George, and there wasn't... A millimetre of space. They, they, they put some turbo in it and there was huge wings on it, huge side skirts on it. 
Uh, it was like a mini on steroids. What? 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 He gave it a name, think, a BM it, something. Or... Yeah, I think it didn't. Obviously, didn't come out the factory as that. It would have been one of the. You know, there was various companies that had strong associations with with the. God, I can't even remember the name of them, but there was there was yeah. um, there was uh, what would you call them? Preparation houses. They they were Got you. after market. You know, very well established companies that did. Be- very beautiful, very bespoke minis. I remember mm. was there not one where you you bought an Aston Martin or something and you got a you got a, a mini or something. There was those odd things that went on like that and there was beautiful cars made, very oh. very bespoke. Well, and and you know minis have, have been tuned since forever and you could get all yeah. sorts of lovely parts of them. So it was a relatively easy thing yeah. to do. The styling of them was amazing. Some of those some of those uh, some of those preparation uh, uh, or. I don't know what you would call them yeah. aftermarket preparation companies, and and they did beautiful cars, and they did production runs of them like a hundred and things like that, or fifty. Right, right. So yeah, right. I mean, th- th- this thing looked like a homologation special. If there was a mini yeah. homologation special, that, that was it. it. Yeah, but so, it, it wasn't. What, what we're going to do? Just a, it was just a road car, but but gorgeous. Got you. Yeah. Well, I've never seen one in the UK. I, what I'll try and do is, is see whether I can get that video put up onto Facebook. So keep an eye out for our Facebook page. If you haven't already subscribed or liked our Facebook page to get the notifications of when we post there. Um, go to Facebook, look up, obviously, Dartfish, and uh, press the like button, and you won't miss any of our little videos and stories and articles that we put on Facebook. So so do that, and what I will try and do is put that video up. Well, I'll ask Elliot to do it, because he knows how to do it, John. He, he knows how to do that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure the guy's in, he's in business. I'm sure you can buy a car. You could probably buy a Mini there cheaper than anywhere else in the world. you just got to get yourself probably. to Japan. Find out where that yeah. is, Colin. Don't give that away for free. In fact, keep that until I'm until I'm out of the picture, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then and then negotiate the car and export it. It's very easy to export cars from Japan. People do it all the time. Yeah, they do so it all the time. You're absolutely right. They available. absolutely do it all the time. What else did he have? So he, he took me around to the other side of his his workshop, George, and he had a, a Lancia, a Delta Integrale. Um, <laughs> You know, a yellow one up on up on the ramp. Oh, my goodness me. It was a heck of a place. Uh, there we are. Folks, uh, thank you very much once again for listening. George, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. It's good to hear you're out of the snow as well. Absolutely, out yes. About again. We're, we're, out, we're out playing in it yesterday, myself and my wife. Well, there wasn't. we didn't have snow. We just had ice, as I said. But uh, it was, it was uh, lovely. We went for a walk in the forest up at Falls of Brewer. Oh, lovely. Which is up oh, we the do like it up there. We do like it's, it up um, there. It's really a big, very gorgeous. There's a big sort of... Uh, shopping place up there right in the middle you're in the middle of the highlands and there's this gorgeous sort of house, shopping mall house of brewer it's called house of, house brewer, of brewer yes it's not, but the falls it's, of brewer behind one... it are spectacular mm. Colin. they, they so, are they really it's are a lovely little um, gorge. Mm. listen folks we didn't really get as far through our discussion no. points as we'd hoped today but what i would like to know what we would like to know is your thoughts on the m sport lineup what options the m sport have for next year well let us know in the comments section, uh, wherever you might be consuming this, there's always a comment section at the bottom of your podcast, um, your, your podcast provider. So, so let us know. I'll go to our Facebook page and let us know on Facebook what you think uh, the M Sport options are for next year and just what might happen there. George, it's been a joy once again, mate. Looking forward to talking to you next week, George Donaldson. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. Thank you, Cole. Speak soon. And we will speak soon. And folks, thank you very much again for joining us on Spin. Rally Pod.